Okay, welcome back everybody to another episode of Let's Swipe. I'm Amanda and I am joined by my two fabulous co-hosts, Erica and Amy. Hi guys. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Tonight is mudslide night. <laughs> mudslide I'm cel- night? I'm celebrating. I had a very good phone interview today, so my job prospects are going much much better than my dating life so <laughs> well I have to celebrate we have to, something <laughs> yeah I was gonna say we have to celebrate where we can so yeah, exactly <laughs> has anything been happening on the dating front uh how's your whole... boyfriend interview going I haven't gotten a single nibble I so I had I have had people I've had a couple of guys make references to it. Uh, one guy was like, "You don't expect me to actually fill that out, do you?" And I'm like, "Well, you'd be the first, you know. I'd be happy to reciprocate the answers if you chose to." And I'm I was kind of egging him on, and I'm like, "Do it, do it, do it! It's for a podcast, really, do it!" And we had a little bit of conversation and then it was like, Oh, do you have more pictures? And I'm like, you know, you can hear the sort of in the background. Cause it's like, okay, this is obviously a very, it it doesn't feel like a very serious thing. This guy's looking for a distraction just like everybody else. You know, he just wants to see photos and, we did we did talk about having a a virtual like Skype call, but that hasn't materialized yet. So you're still uh, talking to him? Yeah, I have to respond to him. We've exchanged numbers and texts on Skype, so I have his information. We just haven't set up a time to talk yet. He is not remotely close, so I really don't have a whole lot of expectations of it being just anything more than talking to someone online who's as bored in the pandemic as the rest of us are. Um, I, the only other thing that I really have going on is, uh, so I was fiddling around going back and forth on the, on the 100 miles or 250 miles or whatever. Um, the whole reason I had it set to 250 miles so it would take in a further northern neighboring fair midwestern city and then kind of realizing that is actually too far because that would take up a whole lot of weekends driving back and forth so then i'm like okay well what about 100 miles well putting it down to 100 miles is mostly wilderness outside Mm -hmm. of our fair city yeah that that may um that may invite an element that I am not going to be compatible with. <laughs> and so I was messing around with it, trying to decide what to do. And in all that time, I was getting zero intros, zero emails, pretty much swiping left on everyone because I wasn't interested in anything and I'm being super picky and So then I'm like, oh, the hell with it. We're in the middle of a pandemic. I don't expect anything out of this. So I just changed it to worldwide just so that I could open it up to anyone who wanted to talk. Boom. I had seven intros that popped up as soon as I did that. Six of them were from people who could barely speak English and were not anywhere remotely close. And the one that 
Well, I'm, I'm talking to two people, neither of whom are remotely close, but they do speak English. So, yeah, it, it it's uh, nothing outstanding like, oh, my God, I'm so excited about this. I think everybody is just sort of like, what can you what can we really do right now except chat? You know, yeah. so I, I'm calling it the dating doldrums. Because it just it feels like we're kind of stuck in a windless vacuum and just waiting for a storm to blow through to blow us back into exciting territory. Yeah, I think that that's really right. I think it's it's like the the end feels so close with the vaccine. And so it's like, why keep treading water with people who are in the same town as you where it's going to like. I'm mixing like a bunch of metaphors <laughs> or kind of fizzle out. But like, you know, but at least if you're talking to somebody far away, there's not really an expectation of meeting. So you can kind of have more fun with just the conversation, right. I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I did notice that uh, I, I feel a bit blacklisted. Like when I had my restrictions set down to like 50 miles, a 50 mile radius from us, I wasn't getting anything like I just don't think I attract anyone from our fair city. Well, you also only had one picture up and it was a black and white picture. So that could have had something to do with it. Yeah, that's that's true. That, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll rescind that because I, I kind of forgot that I don't have a, yeah, I don't have a lot of photos up and this, I don't have a lot of photos up because I don't have any current photos and I don't have any flattering photos because I've lost weight and I need new photos. So I haven't taken any yet. But uh, yeah, so it just, quick it, query, uh, if I may, like uh, jump yeah. in here, uh, considering the and now now provided the fact that that the certain gentleman and I can't remember if he was within what what mileage radius he was in but the the one by the one was just like hey what about some pictures and you're like mm. if you do decide to upload more, more pictures will you make those available to him are you still well, like what eh. I did um I I sent him the link to my Instagram account because mm-hmm. that was the only place that had any photos and even the photos I have on Instagram are not necessarily current but he wanted to see more photos of me and that's the only place I have more photos of me so I did did give him a way to access more photos I just don't know that that was necessarily what he was looking for mm-hmm. and then he was like oh well do you want to talk on Skype or do you want to do this and I'm like yeah that's cool and then then I sort of got a I'm fighting off a little bit of a head cold slash sinus thing. So I emailed him and I'm like, hey, not ignoring you. I haven't been feeling well. Well, you know, I I basically told him I'm not ghosting you. I'm just I don't feel good. So I'll get back in touch with you when I'm feeling better. And the last email he sent, he was like, well, look, here's my phone number. If you want to talk or not. I'm just like, oh, okay. Well, wow. I'm kind of put off by him because he's a little bit pushy. What do you mean yeah. kind of? Like, that's that's pretty clear. You're like, oh, hey, thanks for the heads up. You're a douche. So, right. like, seriously, you know, no need to. Yeah. 
Like that is not the adequate response to, Hey, I'm kind of sick right now. I'm not, I'm not ghosting you. I'll reach out when I feel better. Like, yeah. And then he comes back with that. Uh, yeah, I would lose that number real quick. (laughs) So I just, I'm, uh, the, uh, I'm wrong. There's two other people I'm talking to. The other guy is, uh, he he is in India and he's older than I would normally respond to. But of the intros I got, he was he wrote the nicest intro and made references to things in my profile. And I'm like, how can I not respond to this guy? Because he took the time to actually write a thoughtful and, uh, you know, he actually started a conversation and opened up a line of communication. And so. Now we're talking about Yoni massage, which I'm not even going to go into. If you're curious, please Google it. It's a little like it's weird talking about it with someone that I'm not attracted to. But what's it called? Yoni massage. It's yeah, basically... I, I... <laughs> Erica. I'm I can looking it up right it. now. I don't I know what Yoni is. That's why I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know what it was either. I had to Google it. Then I'm like, whoa, that's out of nowhere. <laughs> well, the whole reason that it started was because he's like, yes, I do, I do indeed know where the clitoris is located. <laughs> oh, like, I've never heard that term before. Okay. Southeast so, Asian term. We don't really use it around these parts right. here. <laughs> And I mean, he's he's like being very he's not being rude or suggestive or anything like I guess because English is not his first language, you know, the nuance of sarcasm is lost a little bit. So it's like a very not sarcastic conversation. And he's talking about it like, oh, yeah, it's this thing, you know, it's no big deal. I highly encourage it. And it's just like, uh, (laughs) Okay, well, let's just go with it. <laughs> That's funny. I'm very proud of you for being like, all right, let's let's keep going with this conversation. Right. You didn't shut it down. You're just like, oh. you could you could sense his intent on this. Right. It wasn't being all like, hey, hey, hey. No, you know? he, he's, he's just like, hey, it's this thing. You're very like, polite and respectful, <laughs> and he has a good grasp of the English language, so I know it's not like a lost in translation thing it's just he's way too old he's in india so yeah we'll just keep talking and having strange somewhat surreal conversations (laughs) so that's really all that's news in my world well that you've made up for you yeah recovered beautifully like not that not like there was anything to recover but like if there was any any lost ground to be to be considered you have more <laughs> I, I have picked up the pieces and I'm trying to make all the I'm trying to make the puzzle work even though none of the none of the pieces match <laughs> I'm all about the analogies today <laughs> Well, well nothing, Amanda, can you, I was going to be like... I don't know how to follow up that. <laughs> <laughs> nothing that exciting has, has been going on with me. Um, well, what I about have, the uh, the one guy? The one... Uh, 
you you sent me the text message about the guy and he was like, oh, well, let's let's meet for brunch or lunch or. And you yeah. Were like, so, oh, just, OK, so I have a date set up for this weekend. Um, uh, and, and yeah, he um, I've been talking to him for since I got back on Bumble. He's one of the well, I had like those three who unmatched me right away. But then I had this other set of guys I've been talking to one kind of had just sort of. Whatever. We didn't have an unmatched each other, but we're not. It was nice conversation, but like, whatever. I think we're just both are kind of on the same page. I think if, if, if I could meet him in person, I probably would have asked to meet in person, but otherwise it's kind of fizzling out, but I'm letting it hang there. But this guy, um, he's been, he's been interesting. He's nice. Um, I, I don't think we're clicking on text that well, even though it's been it's been it's been fine. So we're gonna meet on on virtual. We're gonna have a Zoom happy hour date on Sunday, like pre dinner drinks, basically. See how that goes. So I'm hopeful that because he seems like a really nice guy and a cool guy, we have a lot in common. And I'm hoping that when we can actually have a conversation, that maybe things are gonna um, click a little bit as it is now. I'm happy that he's texting me and I text him back, but I'm not like, oh, yay, he texted again. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that maybe that changes. So my only other updates are that um, just an update on the the guy that I that I texted like, hey, do you know you don't ask any questions like what's up with that? the recording of our last podcast, he had just responded to say, Hey, I want to actually respond to this, but I don't have time tonight. So I'll, I'll text you tomorrow or whatever. I think, I think that's where we like left off Mm -hmm. um, with that. So then he did text me back and um, we're still talking (laughs) and we're talking quite a bit, actually like pretty, uh, like, I feel like I'm getting to know him. I don't think there's been anybody that I've gotten to know this well, online since bond um it's totally different conversations but i just mean like i feel like with bond i got to know him pretty well and we were having good conversations and then it's been a string of like kind of things that go nowhere and now this is some really good conversation so hopefully he feels the same way Uh, i have no idea where it will go if it will go or if it's just like cool i met this new person because we haven't made any plans to like meet or anything. And I'm actually fine with that because I feel like our conversations are going well, which is also so different. Like for me, I talk about a lot until I meet somebody then like, I don't really enjoy texting with them. Um, but I'm engaged in our conversation, so I'm ready to keep rolling. So with that, I was like, all right, sending a really ridiculous message of like, Hey dude, what's the deal? Can you ask some questions or, or not? Um, ended up panning out instead of being a disaster. So like, hey, yay, success. Wow. <laughs> so I tried it again <laughs> with someone else because um, there was this guy I was talking to on Bubble. I matched with him in one of his first messages to me. He did... Um, say like lol like i have a dad bod because i have the mom bod thing in my profile so <laughs> that's so, awesome so it started out kind of um just sort of fun or whatever he didn't have very much in his profile 
at all, but he did say, I am a, I'm, I am a, like, he didn't say I love to travel. He said, I am a traveler. Like, he identifies as a traveler, right? He had an interesting picture, so I asked about that. But then, like I said, there really wasn't much else in his profile. So then I ended up asking him just for a travel story. So I've decided I don't really like asking people like, oh, hey, where's a place you like to travel? Because then you just get like a place name and that's boring. So I've been asking people for a good travel story um, or like no, I don't even say good. I just mean like what's a travel story you have from one of your travels? Um, and. It's been interesting because I've gotten some really good responses from that question. And I've gotten some lists of places people have traveled from that question. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not actually a travel story. That's a list of where you've been. And so this guy said, oh, I have so many. I could tell you 200 different stories. And that was it. And then I was like, okay, he might be writing a message. I'm just going to like wait. And so like I waited, I don't know, I was was, like watching a movie. So I just waited a couple hours and then. I was like, okay, he didn't follow up with an actual story. So I was like, I'm out of fucks to give. So (laughs) She has officially joined the Amy ranks of dating. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I just texted. I said, how about just one? Because he said, "I I have about 200 stories. And I said, how about just one? Or alternatively, a question. Not really sure where to go from here otherwise. And then he did come back and actually like give me a little travel story where he was um rude about the people in the place he was visiting so like that was a turnoff for me who you know I don't know why be I don't know like why go negative with like cultures of people like you know but anyway he asked him a couple questions I, I kind of kept talking to him for that night and then it just sort of went nowhere but um so I'm after them. So I'm still talking to, uh, I guess, two guys on the regular, and then I have a few other irons in the fire, so to speak. But I really am enjoying this approach of just being more like direct, open, and yeah, just like okay, no, th- this is not going to cut it. <laughs> like I can't have a conversation with a brick wall. And I mean, doing it in a way that's not—I mean, I was kind of rude to that guy. I'm not gonna lie. You know, but um, like I said, I was out of fucks to give. But I mean, I think more people should just do that on these dating sites. It's like if we're just trying to get to know each other, just like actually be real and try to get to know each other, you know, instead of trying to be gimmicky or like overly, you know, bantery, like, oh, like, let's have this witty banter. It's like, yeah, that's fine to be witty, but that's not really going to sustain you down the line and like building an actual like friendship let alone relationship um so I'm just kind of rolling with it yeah I, I I do have one one more uh one more antic in my dating quest that I have to share so the last time I gave an update I was talking about um uh, a, a Ruski that I had met and I did a bad Russian accent for which I profusely apologize for. Um, so in my quest to get to know this guy, I was kind of like, Oh, so what brought you to the United States? And he wrote back and said the Chechenian war. And then I'm yeah. like, Oh shit. Yeah. So I, think he said that that was, I think you told us that last time. Yeah. yeah. That didn't, 
go so well. He ended but up I mean, unmatching me, but but there's nothing wrong with that question. I mean, yeah, that was just a like, oh, I was not expecting that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it does make you take, it does make you realize how much Americans take take it for granted that we have not had any uh, major turmoil like long standing turmoil on our soil in a very long time we have turmoil but not to that level we don't have war yeah right that's what i mean you know it was just kind of like whoa i feel really out of touch all of a sudden (laughs) but uh yeah i i like the I like the zero fucks given approach on dating because it just makes it makes it less stressful and it makes it easier. And yeah. And I mean, I'm not advocating being rude. Like I said, I oh, mean, right, I kind of feel like I was right. a little rude to that guy, but I also felt like he kind of deserved it because it was like, I asked, I mean, he, and if he didn't want to answer that question, fine, but he then needed to like offer something else for the conversation. Right. Um, and so since he didn't, I felt like it was reasonable for me to get the response I did. But so, yeah, I don't I don't mean zero fucks given be rude, but I think zero fucks given just like you, nobody needs to be putting on airs. Just right. This is who you are. This is who I am. I watch Melrose Place. Um, I also read like academic well now I mean I guess academic I don't know so sociological books I mean like I'm a multifaceted person but Melrose Place is one of those facets and if you can't handle it see ya I think that could be considered a an a a psychological slash academic undertaking under the right set of circumstances I I think that could apply yeah, well, the story, there's always, every story has something. But anyway, I digress, and we need to take a commercial break. Let's have a word from our sponsor, and we will be right back. <laughs> okay, and we are back, and I think today we have an article to discuss that we all read, right? Yes. Um. So the article is from the New York Times, if anybody wants to check it out. It's called... True Stories of Hooking Up During COVID-19, New World, New Rules, Same Old Problems. And the um, and the author of this is Valeria Safranova, and it was published January 10th of 2021. So way back when, last spring, I know we read an article that was similar to this about how people were going to navigate dating and COVID and single people, you know, wanting to have that physical contact and um, having sex and how to do that safely. And this is kind of an updated version of that, of how people have been dealing with it since this went on for, you know, we're on like what, almost? This is almost a year. Almost a year. And so I think when we first discussed this, people were thinking, oh, this might last like five months. But now it's like, oh, (laughs) it's been a really long time. So, um, anyway, what, what thoughts or what, what takeaways from the article did you guys have? Well, the first thing that jumped out at me, like the very first comment was this woman was talking about, she wanted a situationship 
and she went through all the proper channels, met the person, went on a couple of dates, got interested in this person, and they went back to their ex. Like, that really (laughs) hit home for me because how many people out there who are looking for a relationship have gotten back to their, have gone back to their exes because there's a certain safety there. You know, they, this is someone they know that they have a, a, you know, they, things may have ended badly, but there's a certain level of companionship and trust and comfortableness there. It's Mm -hmm. like, well, Things aren't going to go right, so I'm going to go back to where I know that it's at least okay versus a new uncharted territory that might be far more dangerous for various reasons. So that was just kind of like, damn, that one went right through the gut. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that one too, for sure. Um, and a lot of this article talked about the trust factor and um, figuring out if you can trust somebody and also kind of talking about how it seems almost like because of COVID, more people are becoming exclusive, like so much more quickly because you want to keep mm-hmm. your circle small. And so um, just sort of that it's amping up so much of, of that exclusivity stuff that and I would think. It'd be really easy for people to get hurt with that ultimately because it's like you are going to have some people who are like, oh, well, I thought we were just COVID buddies and other people who are like, oh, well, I, you know, (laughs) thought it was more. I, I read through some of the comments and a lot of the people in the comment section were, were making the, made the, made the reference that it, it, the article did seem to favor like this this hookup culture like Mm -hmm. it they're advocating for this hookup culture level of transparency and openness like okay this is what we've got but yeah we have to have this trust and I know how I am and it's like if I've just met someone I don't know that even if they say, yeah, we're going to be exclusive, yeah, I trust you, I don't know that I would necessarily feel comfortable with that or that I would necessarily believe them. I'm, I'm kind of an untrusting person. So I'm just like, this. it sounds really good on paper, but in practice, I don't know that it would be a good thing for me. Well, yeah, I mean, there was even that one person who was saying that they were they were seeing somebody and I think they had talked about COVID precautions, but then it was like this person talk, started all of a sudden talking about parties that they went to and, yeah. and it's like, okay, well, well that wasn't part of the deal. So um, yeah, I mean, it, that, the, I agree a little bit that the article seems to favor this idea that you would have sex like very quickly into meeting somebody um, and I just feel like for me in COVID times, it's like, I don't know, I move so much more slowly than that. Right. And that's not to say I don't want sex and don't miss like physical contact, but I don't know. I, I guess I don't identify with people who can throw away all of the COVID concerns <laughs> so easily yeah. like because they, I feel like they probably to my detriment rule my 
uh, life a little bit. <laughs> well, and I think that some of these people are voicing that because they're like, yeah, usually you kind of let things slide a little bit pre-COVID, you know. Um, you're not exactly really asking for HIV results when you're hooking up with somebody like pre-COVID, you know. And now it's like, and there's kind of, if you want to be vigilant enough, there is a paperwork trail now. You can be like, well, you, when's the last time you got tested? You know, can I see the papers? <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, that sort of thing. Um, but I mean, it just depends on how diligent you want to be, you know. Um, and um, one thing that, like, and, as a different, like, a little take, not takeaway, but like stepping away from this for a second, one of the things that did jump out to me about this um, was the. Uh, the point that one of the people was like saying that this the pandemic made her feel pressured um, because she said at my age if people aren't already married they're starting to get serious about marriage having kids or people are together their timetables are speeding up mm -hmm. because the pandemic's we're all them looking to make at decisions. the camera shaking our heads diligently in agreement yes, which is something that <laughs> wouldn't have even occurred to me like and not even just because of my age group and whatever else like it's just like you know pandemic I'm like well you know everyone's like well just hey you know let's just hang tight till X date, be it what it is or what it may be. And it's interesting, you know, it's interesting to think that some people be like, clock was already ticking before this started, you know. Well, um, I mean, I definitely the person who, feel the that. Person who's, sorry, I mean, go ahead. I definitely feel like this is a, a wasted year when mm -hmm. I'm at an age where I really would like to find a life partner. Like, I mean, I was... And, you know, I think being a woman, too, like, I mean, every year that ticks by, it's like, yeah, I mean, I'm not probably going to have kids. I'm out of, like, kind of that. But even so, I mean, like, there is a stigma against older women. And, yeah, I'm looking at the line that you were talking about, Erica, where a single, uh, single people, you can't get back that year of your life. And I think that that's kind of a way that we need to not look at it because it's sort of like everyone's in the same boat. But it does suck. I mean, it's. I'm sorry. It is easier for people who in the pandemic are not single. Like you still have your person and you can be in the same household or pod if you've been with someone and you trust them or if you're married. Obviously, you already are like that's a whole different ballgame than being a single person living alone who doesn't already have someone that they're dating and then trying to find someone. Yeah, I mean, I think about how many guys I've talked to maybe could have been something if we'd been able to meet under normal circumstances after meeting online, you know, and just not. Oh, I feel that. I feel that so hard. <laughs> if things had only been different. Ugh. But on a more positive note, even though we're cognizant of that, like, it's still... For those of, you know, and again, I, I'm kind of over here in my certain situation, so I can't really say anything, but the fact that you guys are still like onward and forward, right? You know, um, like could have, should have, like, or they are what they are, you know, we've all run into ours in one way or the other. Um, but the fact that you guys are still in for our dear listeners who are still plowing through, like, keep it up. You know, like, yeah, there is, there's a vaccine, you know, it's coming, but like the guys who powered through this year, I'm, it may have been a year of, 
things that sh should or may have happened, but at least it's a year that you've still got through. And yeah. if anything, like it, the space give you a chance to be like, well, what I put, you know, you're a little bit more critically thinking about the people that you're talking to that you may have not critically thought about had there's not been That's true. a thing, you know, so. Yeah, I, I agree completely. Yeah. I do hope that like the, the art, this article was saying about how people are more open and upfront about, oh, well, have you been tested? You know, can you, like you were saying, the paper trail. I do like that it is making it more of a a thing, and I hope moving forward, even after COVID, that it's you know it it, it becomes sort of a safety for for dating. Oh well, you know most people are going to find out if they're you know are you HIV free before you get involved with someone, but. Hopefully it opens up the whole, um, you know, that that openness and that transparency about people's background and being safe. I hope that's something that that hangs around after COVID is been neutralized. Yeah, I agree. I feel like the one maybe well, two things I think the article points out that might be positive from this. But the one is kind of taking the taboo away from asking those questions um mm -hmm. so i mean now we're because we're practiced at asking it about covid which is something that doesn't have as much like shame around how, getting covid because we all know how easy it is you can get it being the best quarantiner if you just go to the grocery store one day right. you know um whereas there's so much stigma even when though there shouldn't be about like you know stds but now i think because we're as a culture more practiced at having these conversations that that will bleed into the um, STC, STC conversation. So that's a positive. The other thing I thought the article highlighted that was kind of cool was just also how we're sort of getting a crash course in talking about consent explicitly as well, <laughs> because yeah. you have to consent, like, are we wearing masks on the date? Are we cool with this? Like, is a hug okay? even those basic things that we all take for granted. And that I think is good regardless of being in a romantic relationship. But just think about all the people who don't want to be hugged, who get hugged at work or at a party or whatever. And now every, like maybe that's going to have taken a step back. Not, I mean, and don't get me wrong. I miss like hugging you guys and stuff, but not everybody wants to be hugged. And so kind of, not assuming that it's okay. And I think that we're going to have that for a while. And I think that that might be a good thing. It also, uh, it also felt very, um, I still feel like there's a little bit of a stigma against women who are very sex positive. Like, mm -hmm. Oh, you only, only, only hoes go out and get sex. You know, it, it felt very, you know, the the women that they interviewed were very, you know, I'm not using very good words here. You might be able to help me out this, but it was very pro, hey, women need to get sex too. We're not, let's quit, quit the judgment. Let's quit stigmatizing. Everybody needs sex. It was pretty darn well said there, lady. Yeah. 
And I think the other thing the article talked about, which is interesting, is just how people have gotten creative with um, being sexual uh, apart, I guess is how you might say it. So um, (laughs) people have had to get a little bit more creative. Oh, yeah. It was talking about different different things people are trying to do since they may not be comfortable with physical contact. That was that was actually pretty interesting. Yeah, now, I thought that was I really like, interesting. Hmm. The, I, I wasn't, uh, the one that um, stuck out to me was, um, I think just because it was in a public place, but the two people who like met on different park benches and then you like had vibrators <laughs> and they were like in a park. <laughs> and I Yeah, I was kind of like, how did they, was it like a secluded spot? You know, did they want to be seen? I, I, mean, I was a little confused I, on how the, the aspects of that worked. <laughs> everybody's got their own things to make things exciting. No judgment. But I, I, that, I that actually jumped out at me, too, because I was like, I was like, well, are there people around? Yeah, that uh, I will say one thing. When all is said and done and we can touch each other again and be physical and breathe the same air in the same room. I'm going to make out with someone so hard. Like <laughs> we're talking like hours. I don't care about the sex. I just want to make out with someone. <laughs> <laughs> we're going back to high school. Let's make out. <laughs> That's right. We're bringing back the hickeys, guys. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No hickeys. No hickeys. Skip that part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's make out on the couch. Uh, well, I don't know. Was there anything else? Eric, anything else from the article that jumped out at you? Oh, well, that was pretty much it. I think you guys covered all the good stuff. And so... Uh, Dear listeners, if you do get a chance to check this out, it's totally worth it, especially like some of the (laughs) how-to tips on how to be intimate without being intimate, like towards the end, as we just mentioned. So a little something for your repertoire. Definitely (laughs) worth the read. Some good, good stuff in there. All right. Well, I think then that probably wraps us up. We will see you guys next time. And as always, we would love to hear from you, our dear, wonderful listeners. You can email us at letswipepod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and give us some love there. We are at Let's Wipe Podcast on Instagram. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, guys.